This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Well, good evening, everybody. Well, that was thoroughly miserable, wasn't it? Um, what a bizarre, I was going to say 90 minutes, but actually it was about 184, it felt like. Um, as bad as Sunday was good, I think well, it's fair to say about the performance. Um, be interested to see what uh, what everybody else thinks um, in terms of that. If you would like to come on and make any points, please just hit the request button and uh, and let us know, and we 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 can get you on. My thoughts on the game um, initially, at least, we never seemed to turn up. We looked we looked as slow and ponderous as we looked sharp on Sunday. Of course, many people will point out the fact that there was a different level of opposition that we were playing, and that uh, Swansea did a number of things very differently to Stoke. They got in our faces, they pressed us up high very early on uh, and they did it. They did it extremely, extremely well. You know, what was what was really notable was, uh, for me, uh, a player who we'd previously been connected to, Matt Grimes, playing at number eight for, for Swansea, who typified their game but also controlled the midfield for my money, got really got really about everybody, but he's one of those players. He plays in the Will Hughes kind of role where he just sits in front. He's left-footed. We've been linked with him, I think, the season before we moved Hughesy into that into that kind of shape. And he was just available for everything. He's cute enough to just keep the ball and then just roll it off to uh, uh, to, to a player nice and quickly and then make himself available again. And he does that. He does that ever so well. 
He does that ever so well, which is which is really quite quite galling. But we'll see. Anyway, let's go to uh, the first of all, guys. We can see we've already got a couple of people who want to who want to come in. Nope. Well, Carl's not there. Okay. Um, anyway, I was talking about Matt Grimes um, and their tempo. They got about us. They pressed us all the way up up the top because if you looked at us on Sunday we rolled the ball out to the centre back we would play to the right back and then we would ping the ball into uh, into Keenan Davis and then he would hold the ball and then things would build off of that we'd play up back and then through we didn't do that because we really didn't kind of get to get to keep the ball long enough for any any particular amount of time today everything was off the pace it was very very frustrating let's go to uh, let's go to Ben Pegram then and Ben see if uh, see what your thoughts are uh, potentially there, Ben. If you hit your mic button, you should be able to join us. And let us know how you saw. Hello, sir. Driving. So, uh, okay. guys, that it just with threadbare to start with. Uh, we knew this. Like recruitment has absolutely shot us and killed us here. I think fair play to especially the young lad that came on at left back. He, he looked like he wanted to try and wanted to make an impact. But the main problem, I think, and it shows when they really turn the screw on us and turn it on, is is our two sort of holding city midfielders. They're not mobile enough. They don't get around the pitch enough. They, When our front three want to press, they're sat back on our defence. And it just doesn't work as a unit. And until either Kayembe or Chowdhury, but more likely Kayembe because he's so left-footed, it's, it's painful. Um, we need some mobility in there to help us because um, we're just going to get overrun in midfield constantly. And Keenan Davis coming off was a bad move unless he's he's injured he's lost focal point completely um with Bayo he just runs around into just no man's land and just does nothing so. yeah we did and we did we had the same thing against Sunderland when he took uh when obviously he when Rob Edwards took uh took, took Davis off and we lost that uh that, that that as you say described it beautifully that focal point somebody who would physically occupy the opposition back line and stop them pushing on and flooding the midfield and the, the same sort of thing occurred today obviously under under Slaven Village I think it's spot on there sir yeah yeah, uh, we're just going to have to wait. Unless the, if Gino wants to put his hand in his pocket in January, I think this is just going to be a matter of the same shit every week of not the right players, not the right desire, threadbare. And which no matter who manages us, I think we're in trouble. Because We're not in trouble, obviously. We'll, we'll, we won't go down. That's, that's a bit too doom and gloom. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But it's, we just don't have the right players that can do anything that any manager will want to get out of us. No, it's very frustrating. Very frustrating indeed. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I was on a couple of uh, preview things uh, during the week with, with a couple of the Swansea guys. And, you know, one of the things that they said was, well, if you looked at their first five to six games, they were all over the place. Um, and, and Russell Martin, their, their, their manager, as they said, you know, uh, there, there were grumblings about him because, you know, there's always going to be grumblings from people saying, well, you know, we should be winning. But no, we stuck with it. And now we are, you know, kind of, we, we, we're coming back again. We're playing. We're playing with a tempo. Um, the lad uh, Joel Pirro has started scoring. I think he'd scored four in the last six for them before tonight. Um, and and they they stuck with the thing that we said about, which was obviously a project. So you did see a team here today who's been, you know, uh, you know, a year or two in the making um, for, from Swansea. And I think fair play to Swansea. They came and did a job on us. Uh, you know, they did. They performed the perfect away game at us um, in terms of uh, blocking, in terms of uh, wasting time, in terms of, you know, 
pulling shirts, all the niggly stuff. And I'm not complaining about it. That's kind of the stuff you need to do when you go away from home and you've got the crowd on you and you, you do it to, to, to silence them. But they played the ball around with so much better tempo, so much better accuracy than we ever did. Very, very frustrating indeed, Ben. What are your thoughts on, uh, I mean, obviously we had uh, poor, poor old Kamara seems destined this season to be in purgatory and constantly at right back, despite being the most left-footed player I can think of. Yeah, poor guy. I think he's trying to get himself injured now so he does, doesn't have to play right back anymore. He's just, we keep giving him to the ball and forgetting he's left-footed and no one's coming to show again. The lack of mobility in midfield to come and show and help Great. the guy. Um, just go, we're just going, oh yeah, it's a right back. Oh, wait a minute. He's not got a right foot and we just haven't worked that bit out. And again, it's just crap recruitment and it's just this vicious circle that we're just going to keep going through and I feel I kind of feel sorry for him but I think on your point with the, the blocking we're too nice we don't do the we just do the stupid dirty stuff at the end when we get frustrated but we're too nice yeah like they were blocking yeah. we couldn't read their, their little stupid throwing routine that we just couldn't read all game and they just did the, the nasty stuff we just need a couple of players in there that want to get stuck in and and work for the shirt and whether their quality's high or not I just want to see people try and it's just you see Chowdhury and Kayembe stick their heads down put their heads in the stand can't be bothered to run back and just don't help the team out especially when you've got two youngsters come on the pitch to have to do a job because we're we're running out of players especially in defence mm. yeah it not did it did really show us it did show us a very, very threadbare squad there. I mean, and, and I agree with you. Fair play to both uh, for, for both Matty Pollock for coming on, and uh, and the lad Morris James Morris for for, for coming on and, and and putting on a show and try trying their best. And you know, uh, yeah, not not perfect at all. But uh, fair play to them for coming on and making their. I think it's both of their league debuts, unless I'm very wrong, but, uh, which is something. But uh, there we go. Ben, thank you very much, sir. Um, hopefully, we'll see uh, uh, some of those players returning. Um, you know, for, for for the weekend, which would be nice to nice to see. Uh, Carl, I'll come to you in a second. But uh, uh, Sam, Sam Luko, uh, how are you doing? Fresh from uh, fresh from starring on Sky on Sunday. No, uh, <laughs> go, go, you're back in the cheap seats now. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, doing? Uh, I tell you what, I don't really know why you're not charging as much as Sky are to listen to your podcast after games. Uh, you definitely make the money, I reckon. I uh, thought you were going to be what, asking after... for appearance money then for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, particularly after what we saw the other week where uh, people were saying that we all make money off our podcasts. So, uh, you know, you never know. You never know. But look, was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> two, two oaks of that. One of them's Bob. Never mind. Never mind. What do, you, what do you make of the game today? Yeah, really frustrating one, obviously. I mean, I say frustrating. It's almost, it's almost feel like listening to these every week now or every game that, you know, obviously it's great you do them every game, but you can pretty much just rinse and repeat them every week because it's coming on. Nothing's changing and we're seeing the same thing, same players making the same mistakes. It's just a carbon copy week in, week out. Um, look, I think we all know who sort of the main culprits are, but someone who I'm interested to hear, you know, your guys' thoughts on because I think he's slightly gone under the radar as being very poor as Hamza Chowdhury. I just, I don't see it with him at all. He reminds me a lot like Yuri Kutska, who sort of had an unbelievable debut. And the drop-off has just been getting worse and worse every single week. I just think, I don't really know what he does. Maybe it's because KMB's next to him or because I, I, I'm i not sure, maybe the system's not right. But I just don't see what it is about Hamza Chowdhury that, you know, that, that, that sort of, I don't say he's let off by Watford fans, but I think he certainly has had an easy time of it considering his performances. 
we do seem to have this adverse correlation between having a good debut and a good career at Watford. I mean, because um, who was the lad? Paredes, um, yeah. who came on and had a barnstorming debut and then just fell off a cliff performance-wise, And you, as you mentioned, Kuchka. And then you'll go back to somebody like Loser, who was, you know, was was bought on tonight and didn't wasn't able to affect the game in such in, in the same way because we we did, couldn't keep or retain the ball for any period, and it, even more so once once Davis went off, every everything was off was off the boil today. But you know, he had a dreadful debut at Brighton away. You know, got hoiked after forty five minutes, and has then gone on to build. So yeah, I think you're right. I think debuts are definitely no indication of future performance necessarily. But hey ho, it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah, in terms of the the, the sort of rinse and repeat. Yeah, in many ways it is. But I mean, last year was, you know, we, we, we were talking kind of tactically about what was going on in the game. And by the end of it, it, it was it was all coming down to individual mistakes and individual errors. Um, and, and therefore that was kind of similar. But this is Watford. There's, there's always some impending doom or disaster just around the corner ready to speak about. Ironically, after we won on uh, on, on Sunday 4-0 and everybody was quite happy, it was probably the, the quickest we got through because everybody was quite either quite content going to the pub to go and get a roast dinner or just didn't really, you know, just, just couldn't face talking about Rob Edwards and uh, Slavin Bilic anymore, I imagine. But hey, ho, it is what it is. It's the club we support and the club we shall carry on supporting. Cheers, Sam. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate you coming on, mate, as always. Thanks, and uh, keep, keep keep on the sky appearances. I'm sure you'll be a, you'll be replacing Adam in sitting in old Adam Leventhal's old spot anytime soon. Cheers, um, mate. Appreciate cheers. that. Cheers, mate. You take care. Right. So let's try and see if we can bring Carlos back in. We did try earlier on. We we failed badly but let's see whether or not we can do that again Carlos yeah sorry mate I, I threw the toaster in the bath and it um, it out. sorry about that <laughs> you, you've got to be in the bath for that it, to work it, oh, here, that's what I okay. up yeah 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 um, yeah a, a disappointing night as a, as a Watford supporter I, I mean a couple of things I was sat with Justin which is obviously disappointing in itself uh, yeah, in, for the first sense. half so I, I moved back to my to my normal seat um, and it just got worse. It just, it, I don't know, it's night and day really from, from the Stoke game. Uh, and I think you just touched on it there. We, I've, I've come away from the Stoke game thinking, being drawn in again to that, that full sense of security that, you know, we, 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 we're going on to a, to a new manager and, and, and so forth. And tonight I've, I've just come away thinking, why the fuck do I keep doing this? Why the fuck do I keep buying into this? bollocks uh, you, you, I, you know and I, and I know it's I, I don't want my, Michael certainly to be doom and gloom because I'm sure Ron will be on at some point to, to finish that off but it's just it, it, it it's just awful tonight like really really bad and it, and I don't blame the manager and I want to and I want to say that I do not blame the manager I blame the culture of the club I blame the recruitment of the club um, in the first half tonight I was sat with um, Justin literally maybe four or five seats from Mogi Bayer and do you know what if he wasn't surrounded by security he would get a full-on barrage you know because the, the the guy's an absolute wastrel and and what he's doing to this club is diabolical um and you can see it tonight you can see it out there on the pitch there's there's mate I, I feel sorry do you know what i've got to add something i feel sorry for the two lads that came on tonight matty pollock um and uh james morris james morris yeah i feel sorry for them it's not their fault you know they they've been thrown into that tonight, and they're making their debuts for for our football club. And the and the fans were brilliant. They gave them a a, a proper welcome to Vicarage Road. But the, I I don't know what anyone else thinks, but the players look so nervous, so you know disengaged at home. 
it, it was night and day from from what I saw at um, Stoke on Sunday. They just do not look like they're comfortable and and happy to play at Vicarage Road. It looks like a real effort for for players to try and put on a performance there. But let, let's, I'll hand over to you, Peter. All yours, sir. No, mate. It's 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 about it's about everybody here. If you want to say something about it, then please let us know. Charlie, going to come to you in just one second, mate. Uh, just have a look at some of the uh, the five word reviews on here. Um, John Parso said, "Ugly ducklings bullied by the Swans." Yeah, I think there was a certain amount of being bullied here, and I think we were. Uh, you know, when I said about uh, uh, Swansea earlier on doing the niggly, not it's about being streetwise. Genuinely, it's about being streetwise because you can't come up against teams who are going to do, do do things that you would see on any game level. You know, it's part of the game is to push it as far as you possibly can. And today's referee just seemed to uh, basically he seemed to have lost his whistle until there was a stoppage around communication, and then he found it and blew up for uh, for, for a number of things. But there was one team there getting frustrated, and there was one team doing what they had to do to try to either influence the ref or slow down the game when they wanted to slow it. And, you know, when they got the ball, technically and tactically, they were spot on. It was, uh, you know, it was good. It was very good from them. Wendover Horn says, as low as it gets, Brian Edwards says, corruption is rife in football. I'm not putting that and uh, Mogi Bayat together, but others might. Oh, no, no, actually, I might put that together. But there you go. Carl Campion says, has the game ended yet? 17 minutes of added time. 17 minutes. Mikey Abraham said uh, Sunday was a, I won't say the word fucking anomaly. Oh, no, I did. Uh, Mikey Abraham's also said eight games left for Billich. There you go. I like, I like, see what you've done there, Mikey. Yeah, that's very good. Uh, the real Jack Army came on and talked nonsense and Carl right rightly connected them. So there we go. Let's go to Charlie. Let's see what Charlie thinks because Charlie normally takes a look at the game in a very analytical way and uh, and breaks it down nice and simply. Charlie, sir, what did you think of uh, of tonight? Well, the first half, I've got to be honest, I um, I thought, although we weren't great, we weren't bad. And I said to my little boy, perhaps I need to give us a little bit of credit here because actually Swansea aren't playing very well at all. And in the last game against Stoke, I said Stoke weren't very good. So I thought, do you know what? Perhaps I've got to give us a little bit of credit here. Perhaps it's us that's making them not look great. Well, fucking hell, did we manage to uh, sort that out second half? <laughs> because that was... Absolutely disgusting. Disgusting to watch professionals play like that. The uh, I sat next to a lovely old lady tonight and she turned around to me at the end as she was hobbling down the stairs. I did help her, by the way. And, well uh, done, sir. Said, well done. She said, she said, do you know our problem, son? She says, we just can't play two games in a week. And I said, and I just looked at her, I looked at my little boy and I thought, you know what, she's, 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 not, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. And... Um, and, and I was, uh, I don't know, there was something wrong with the players' lounge tonight, but there was a few players scattered around the crowd. And um, we were sitting in front of um, Nagakia. Um, lo- lovely lad, and he stayed there for the whole whole uh, whole, whole match as well. And um, yeah, I spoke to him a few times uh, about little bits and pieces. He didn't give us anything juicy, but um, he did say that um, he didn't know Billich from West Ham. He was in the academy at the time, uh-huh. which, uh, which surprised me. Um, he also said that it was too early. I said, is he all right? And he said, it's too early to tell. But he he, he kind of nodded his head. And I did say to him about uh, about Rob, and I said, oh, was he all right? Or was there, you know, was he, was he, when I was winking at him, and he just said, no, he's good as gold. He's surprised to everyone. Um, and that was, that was it. But um, listen, you, you've hit the nail on the head when it comes to um, analysing 
where it's going wrong. You've mentioned Grimes. I only wish that we were linked with Grimes because I don't think there was any intention to do something sensible. And he played well tonight purely because, as one of your other callers has said, we play with two defensive midfielders who do nothing. They might win the ball, they get it sideways, they get it, they pass it to wing. They link the wing to wing, they don't go forward, they don't look. As Chowdhury, he is a 100 out of 100 tackling, break-up play type of player. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, he's a 3 out of 10 at everything else. And that's what almost we're doing again. We'll look at someone, he's electric, we'll buy him, but he hasn't quite got the other bits. Did, did, I don't know if anyone noticed, but um, Gaspar started tonight. He was shit and he came off injured. Can't believe it. I, I have said that the, the right-back slot is like the uh, defence against the dark arts teacher at, in the Harry Potter films. In as did, much as did you, you, only, that, um, you only get one outing and then you're crocked. Go on. Did you notice Kamara as well? I don't know what was wrong with him tonight, but he either tried to just take his man on, lose it. I thought that was the poorest game he's had for us. It, it, Almost at one point, I thought, oh, it's a good job we've got our 14 million for him. It's, yeah, well, 16, 16 million. Oh, was it? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Went, went straight from one pocket into another, but, you know, yeah. never mind. It <laughs> is what it is. It is what it is. No, I agree. And I think for me, I've, I've got more time. I, I, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll fess up here and, and, and you can call me whatever you want, everybody. But I've got more time for Chowdhury because, as you say, he is that 100% effort and I'm, I'm one of those people who like Ken Semmer and love Tommy Mooney because you could see them working hard uh, and I'm you know I'm, I'm a one for, 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 for loving that and I still think that Hassan Kamara uh, uh, sorry um, that, that Hamza Chowdhury sorry was was charging around and trying his best but you're right he's limited M- my frustration with KMB tonight was, was was boiling over because you've got somebody there who can put his foot on it can pass and can retain the ball at but he was he was nowhere tonight, nowhere close um, to it at all, and was so limited. And when I said about earlier on, I don't know if you'll agree with this, Charlie, but Swansea know when to slow the game down, know when to speed the tempo up. And, you know, whether or not we thought they were particularly functional or whether we were holding them at arm's length in the first half is, 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 is fine. But it was, uh, it was a question of they seem to control the tempo, especially, obviously, in the second half. And I agree with you. Matt Grimes, I think, is is underrated. I was on one of their preview shows and they said, who do, who do you like then? Who, who, who would you take? And I said Matt Grimes because he's, he does exactly what, what we need a player like him to do, which is have that availability for anybody on the ball to always have a simple five or 10 yard pass into him. And he keeps the ball and he can judge so that a player, he'll draw the player close enough, but not so close as they cut him out. We always, we, we always overcook it. We always allow ourselves to get shut down. They, they kind of uh, win the ball and then they're straight at our back line. You never saw that once with Matt Grimes tonight. He was he was absolutely immaculate, I have to say. There we go. Charlie, thank you very much for uh, for, for calling in as as ever. Always uh, very, very, very analytical, very, very insightful. Uh, Matthew and uh, guys, I'm going to be coming to you. I'm going to go to Hemel, then I'm going to come to Sudhill and then we will be with you. Hemel, if you want to come off uh, off of the mute button, you can uh, let us know your thoughts today after after Stoke. We had the, we had the hangover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm very disappointed to be fair, but I did think we might get the win today. But you know, I looked looked on paper, and you know, Swansea were a decent team, and uh, yeah, they managed to get that last minute goal. I remember being under Silver, um, they did the same. It was like three mm-hmm. two last time, last minute goal, same again. 
Um, yeah, and as uh, Charlie said about Mario Gaspar, he struggled against Stoke and he struggled again today. Really disappointing. He's he's out of his depth, I think. Uh, we might need to switch that up in that, that position especially. Um, and yeah, again, yeah, Hamza Chowdhury, Kiembe in the middle. It was a lot of sideways passing, not really penetrating through the, you know, yeah, t- to the attack. And yeah, I was... Again, yeah, when they got the ball, they're good at tackling, but I think in terms of creative play, they were they were lacking that like massively. So, yeah, we might have to <laughs> might have to look at different options in even central midfield. Um, in terms of that, a loser came on, um, and obviously he couldn't he couldn't get ticking. So, yeah, that that's where we suffered. I think in most most parts. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think it was it was frustrating for loser because also he came in and. Yeah, it, he, you could see he was trying to get on the ball, was trying to get others to tick, but you know you can only do a give and go if the player you're giving and going to actually gives it back again um, and, do, and yeah. doesn't just lose it again. I think also, uh, go on. yeah, yeah, I got to say again when we played against Stoke, they were quite poor, and this uh, Swansea team first I'd say about twenty minutes they were pressing us heavy and we were struggling massively. Obviously, the fitness probably took took its toll and they backed off a bit, and that's when we got our opportunity to maybe attack them that's when we scored our goal really on that counter attack and yeah it's uh yeah I think Stoke yeah Stoke they weren't the best team to be fair um and I think yeah uh, Swansea kind of exposed us yeah absolutely and I think our goal was the one moment where we went through the gears because it felt like we were playing in second or maybe, you know, I don't think we ever got to third gear. We just went through the gears with a ball out and a fantastic run from Davis um, and and into into the wide left area. And then what with Semmer making that little underlapping run and delivering the ball in, it was like, wow, everything came together and we did it for 30 seconds and we pulled them apart. Um, And you're absolutely right. It was on the counter-attack. And I did wonder whether or not in that first half, whether or not we were kind of sitting back in order to hit them. But we just never had any quality on the ball, ever, uh, at at that point. And then, of course, probably the turning point will be Espria going round the keeper and trying to put it in with his standing foot. And uh, and it be being cleared out because that would have at two 0 just before half time that would have been very interesting to see what might have uh, what might have happened. I know that Keenan Davis was he, he was screaming at, uh, at poor old Espria who who I don't know if you've noticed but basically goes to whoever speaks Spanish whenever there's a lull in play. <laughs> uh, so I don't I don't think Keenan really probably got his point across. But there we go. But there we go. Yeah. Never think, mind. Uh, go on. Yeah. Sorry. No. I I just said it's the it's the hope that kills you with Watford and. You know, going to Blackpool next week, and I'm more looking to I'm more looking forward to the weekend away than than the actual football. So hopefully they they surprise me again and hopefully put a performance in. Uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, Matthew, football Paul going to be coming to you very shortly. We're going to go to Sahil. Justin, I'll get you in in a second. But let's, uh, Hebel, thank you ever so much. Have a great time in Blackpool. Go yes, away mate. and bring back three points. Obviously, um, Sahil, sir. Oh. Where have you gone? So, Hill, let's try you again. The old spinning wheel of death going, uh, do it to us again. Let's see if we can get Sahil on. Sahil, what were your thoughts? Uh, what were your thoughts, Stoke and indeed Swansea today? How are you doing? Oh, Sahil, well, are you there? Hello, so, yeah, there you are. There, there you are. There hello, you are. How are you doing? How yeah, doing? not bad. Thanks, not bad. Um, look, Go on, mate. Absolute shambles again. Absolute shambles. Look, first of all, the, 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 the thing with Watford is the thing that really annoys me. Look, we know we've got. In places, a shit squad. 
Okay, we know that defense is an absolute shambles. That second goal, an absolute joke of a goal to concede. How, I don't know how you can give someone that much space, just poke that header in the corner. Absolute joke. Cabasada needs to get out of this club. Simply not. Look, that background simply not good enough. Okay, but the thing that really gets to me is this team for years now has not had an identity. We don't have a specific way of playing football except getting the ball at the back, lumping it up top and hoping for the best. And it's been like that game on game on game on game on game. We have no identity. You know, you look at Swansea tonight, you you, you know they're a possession-based team. You know how they're going to play. You know they're going to pass the ball well. And it imparts they did tonight. And what can, what can we say about Watford? What kind of team are we? What kind of thing do we want to be? With those players, I don't, I, I don't have an answer. You know, it's, it's simply not good enough. We're not a passing team. We're, we're, what kind of team are we? What what team do we want to be? It, it's it's not good enough. You know, we get manager after manager after manager. But again, there's no identity in that team. Again, it's just a case of lumping it forward. And that's all we do. Every single match, lump it forward, hope for the best. And it's the same shit we're watching week in, week out. Let's be honest, tonight we didn't deserve even to go one goal up. We were, we were nothing at all. Swansea kept the ball well. Uh, constantly going, you know, playing it in front of our defence. You know, they would pass after pass. We we were poor. When we got the ball, we had no idea what to do. You know, it's simply not good enough. And look, we can go on about how shit this team is. And they, it's all got to do with those guys up top, those guys at the top, you know, the Genos and the Girettas. We know what needs to do. We know they need to go. It's not going to happen. Not this season, anyway, I don't think. Um Look, I don't blame Bilic. He's come in. He's got this squad. He's, I, I rate him as a manager. I think he's a he's, he's a decent manager. But it's simple. This this squad is simply not good enough. We need an identity. We need players that want to play football, and we need to change the style of play because at the minute it's not working. And 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 we're going on Saturday to Blackpool. Let's be honest with this team, with this makeshift defense we we're gonna have for Saturday. Whoever's in there, we we should be winning that game. No problem. Doesn't matter what team we put out. It's Blackpool. If if we if we don't get three points out there, there's going to be war going on in Watford. I'm telling you that. Um, but Saturday we have to go again. I just want to see some fight. I just want to see some passion. If we lose, we lose. But let's see some fucking passion from these players because we're not seeing anything from them. I've had it just about enough now from them. It's simply not good enough. So Hill, that was you doing a passable impression of Elton John. We need to play with some fucking passion. I think with his exact words, well said, sir. Well said. If you're going up to Blackpool, mate, I do hope you have a good time, and obviously, I hope you come back with three points. Um, no, I think I think we're seeing the the threadbare nature of what we've got and the underinvestment, etc., and the number of players that we've lost um, through through the season or through the close season, kind of coming back and, and biting into us. It's it's forty six games the championship, you know, and this season because of the the World Cup, it's even more condensed. So it's literally Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for you know for long periods. So we're going to need to get those players back. Uh, Courtney Hawes, who was on the bench on on Sunday, but was it was suggested that you know he was only good enough for the bench. So I think it would take it would have taken some major disasters to have wheeled him out. Wasn't even on the bench tonight. Um, he would be somebody I would really like to make sure is uh, is as fit as possible to come in there. Uh, returning though, I, I have to say to uh, to to Justin, um, who, uh, who who resplendently. Uh, Return to uh, <laughs> to the to the Vicarage, to Vicarage Road after just getting back from holiday, looking like a badger in his third kit. Um, Justin, 
<laughs> Thank you for the lift back. I kind of know what your thoughts are, but tell everybody how you felt it was. Uh, well, um, to think that only this very this very morning I woke up in Fuerteventura and I rushed back to watch that and really wish I hadn't bothered. I'm not going to talk about the team, Peter. I'm not going to talk about the performance. That 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 um, little communication thing that happened with the ref and the linesman. I mean, in the old days, there was none of this, uh, you know wearing earpieces and talking to each other. There was a whistle and two flags. Um, it all started after what looked like a nailed-on penalty that sort of went to a corner, if I remember rightly. Then they sort of all went over to the to the benches. No one was quite sure what was going on. Um, and then at the end of the match, I, I, did you say to me that you thought that the ball had gone over? Uh, I'd been I'd been told uh, by somebody who was next to me who's uh, who, who had a family member watching it at home and that they said it had gone over. Well, somebody else had claimed that it wasn't since then, so I don't know whether or not it was. If anybody did get to see it on the telly uh, or on a stream or what have you, uh, do let us know if you know whether or not it was over or not. I think had we got it, it would have been it would have been right up there with with West Brom away as as points that we wouldn't have deserved from the game. Um, it was uh, it was an absolutely torrid display, and uh, Sir Hill's point about us not having an identity, and I think uh, I think he's right. You know, we bring in a lot of managers, and I mentioned earlier on that Russell Martin is. You know, he, this is a work in progress. I think last season, Swansea I think finished sixteenth, but they were playing some nice football, and they acknowledged that this was a work in progress, so they weren't going to be firing him after oh I don't know ten games. Um, I think we we've got to give uh, you know. Uh, Slavica uh, Kanovic God, wishful thinking there we've got to give Slavon Bilic some time to, uh, to, to to try to get his imprint on it because if we think about it Sunday we're playing Wednesday Monday would have been a, a day off he'd have had them on the training ground on Tuesday but it would have been more of a recovery session and then he's straight into this game again he's going to have to drip feed you know what he's wanting from them um uh, you know, over over a number of weeks, I think we were probably spoiled on Sunday. One by the by the, the 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 level of the opposition, but we looked coherent. We looked like we had an identity on Sunday. Uh, whether or not that was just us being a flat track bully and being able to beat any team who was uh, you know just going to turn up and let us play our football, well, Swansea had no such intent. They had uh, they had a, a very economically put together team. They are you know they they've already adjusted their their cost base to be a post parachute payment kind of club and all of that so uh you know they, they are they are probably a good example of uh of, of, of a direction to, to to go in um well i think we were we were going to try and do that under sort of rob edwards weren't we wasn't that the, the idea yeah 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 i think we were i think we were anyway we've got a couple of people who've been waiting a very long time uh football paul paul if you want to hit your uh your your mic button and let us know what your thoughts are welcome you've got a great icon by the way the old blaupont uh, goalkeeper kit from 94 i'm loving that unbelievable isn't it my uh, my son actually pulled it out of the drawer the other day and put it on and it now fits him so uh yeah we were we were messing about with that the weekend but that's the um, thing of beauty uh, absolutely i um I actually think tonight we lost it when Aspria went off. Um, the boy just works so hard. He runs around. He puts it in. We saw it with his, you know, he nearly scored. Obviously, a bit of naivety with his with his young age. But he's good enough and he has to keep playing, in my opinion. I think he's a, a real, real talent and um, could be one of our future stars for the, the 50 million price tag we seem to crave for uh, players <laughs> our uh, you know, that's what we get to. So, yeah, that, that's definitely that. I think the other thing I just wanted to bring up, I think that, I think it's really disappointing tonight, the fans. Um, 
we we sit in the um, in the family stand, and it felt at one all like we'd given up as 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 fans. And yes, I know it's a bit bleak at the moment, but we've got to give Village time, like you said. But we've got to get behind our team. We've got to be supporting them. The, the stadium went absolutely silent. The ball went in the box, and I think the players feel that sometimes negativity. And you know, I know a lot of people don't agree with the Pozos. I'm I'm not one of them. Um, personally, but I think we've got to try and get behind our team and be that 11th man for them because they need the support. They're not confident at the moment and we need to give them that confidence and, and help them along the way. Fair enough. Time, chance for us, us to do our bit. Um, that, that, that's, that's very reasonable. We, we spoke at the... Uh, at the turn of the season and said, well, you know, look, we need to, uh, as fans, realise that, you know, we mustn't get frustrated and we've got to stick with Rob and not be calling for his head. Obviously, events have overtaken us in that particular regard, but the, but the, but, but the principle still stands. Yeah, I think, I think Rob, you know, we, I spoke before to you about players being played in the wrong positions and um, unfortunately, uh, those players have, have ended up, you know, getting in the sack because they weren't in the right position and they haven't put the effort in or, or whatever it was. But I do feel like they, now we've got those players in those right positions, like you said, we've got to give Village time to be able to press on and get his ideas across. And we are an average team in this division. We, Anyone who thinks that we have an undivided right to win games in this division is deluded because we really don't. We've got a bang average bunch of footballers with a few special players. And when, when they are able to play together and start to gel, we might see that identity come that the last guy said we don't have. And he's, he's truly right. We don't have the identity. And hopefully, if we can give Slav, you know, he's got that ability and we know to to get teams up. We know he did well with West Ham when he was there in, in, his, in his time. So if we can give him 18 months, hopefully he will be able to bring some players in in the transfer windows and start to bring an identity back to us. Let's hope. Let's absolutely hope all the way there, mate. That's a great call, Paul. Thank you very much for joining. And I'm I'm still Don't looking envi- enviously at the uh, at the Blaupunks multicoloured away kit, uh, uh, goalkeeper <laughs> kit, which was which was resplendently worn by uh, oh crikey Perry Digweed, Simon Shepherd, Simon Shepherd. There's one for the teenagers. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. Great Good. knowledge. Uh, thank you. Yeah, good stuff. Paul, Paul, love, lovely for calling. Please call in again. Great, great stuff. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the call there. Let's go across to Wendover Hall. Oh, hello. Who is in the car? Hello, Bates. Hello, Greg, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Yeah, you're all right, guys. It's the uh, it, it's the upper GC mafia in both Justin and Wendover Horn. There, yeah, Greg Howard. Yeah, Greg, I, you all right, mate? I had the pleasure of Justin's and uh, Carl's company in the first half, and I said to the, the pair of them after about ten minutes, "Looks like they've got an extra man than us in midfield." This Grimes lad, we should have bought him when we had the chance. And best player on the pitch, best player on the pitch by a country mile, by a country mm-hmm. mile. I, I also thought Manning was excellent. Did we not have a chance to buy him away from QPR? Um, just, well, so... Yes, we did. Yeah. So frustrating, isn't it? So frustrating. And to be sat near that man, Bayat, sat up there again, you know, as the boys have already said, um, just makes you wonder where this football club is going. Um, you know, I feel numb. I feel numb. 
<laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't that cold. <laughs> no, it, it, hey, hey, guys, we, we we heard Carlos say earlier on that. Oh, why do I do it? Why do I do it? This this isn't buying a ticket to the theatre or the cinema. We're not guaranteed a performance. We know that what we do, it, it's our financial investment, but it's also our emotion, our emotional investment. To, uh, you know, to, to betting on that we're gonna we're gonna win and we're gonna have a great moment. And and, and over over years, these might pay off to, to moments like. Leicester or, or, or the Wolf semi-final or all of these things, we might get a payoff. It's been a difficult few seasons, let's be honest, we know that. But, you know, that's what we're there to invest in. It makes, you know, the troughs make the peaks feel, feel even higher. Pete, we can change as many managers, we can change any as many managers as we fucking well want to, but we've still got the same bloody defenders. What was Cabaselli doing at the end? Free header, bang. Cabaselli made, you know, I was, I was talking to Justin and Carl, how many mistakes did he make in the first five minutes? One he headed back towards his goal. Um, you know, the guy is just a walking liability and we've had him for year on year on year. We keep changing managers, but we have the same damn defenders. Then, then, then poor old Hassan Kamara is back on the right again because we haven't invested on the right side and we're back to square one, imbalanced and I'm just... Ah, you know, what can you say? What can you say? Yeah, Absolutely no, you're, you're, you're not what's wrong. Your, you're not wrong. What, what's, what's your match prediction for, for 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 Saturday, Greg? Where do you think Saturday's going to go? Do you think we're going to see more of the same, or do you think we're going to be a bit more how we were on Sunday against Stoke? Uh, I, I don't know. Justin is the answer. You know, whatever whatever to, personnel we've got, and Hassan Kamara is fit. He is such a weapon down that uh, left hand side. I don't care if we put a traffic code on the. On, on, on the right, <laughs> put Hassan where he's meant to be. He's what he's our he's one of our two or three best players. Put him in his proper bloody position. Um, uh, what? It's just frustrating, isn't it? We can change as many managers as we like. We can change as many managers as we like. You know, I have to get back to to Ron. He calls us a player training vehicle, and I think he's probably right. Um, we're not a team. We're not a team. We're a bunch of players that are amassed from all around the world and loaned out and, and amalgamated into... Uh, it's just... I've had it. I, I think I've had it. No, 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 no. No, you haven't. It's, it's it, this is this is the point of the Twitter spaces is because it's about trying to get capture this emotion, get you the opportunity to emote straight after the game because that's what we want to all talk about. But we all know that there have been you know times when frustrations have got to us and there have been been poor performances. But what we need to believe is that there is an opportunity to turn this side into something akin to what we saw on Sunday against better opposition. Have an identity, form an identity. Billich has got a good track record in the championship and above and and at international level. We've got to we've got to give him some time to try to, to fuse some of these players together. Cabaselli, yeah, maybe, maybe not so much. Greg, you've got a lot of background noise, mate, so I'm gonna uh, take you just out there just so everybody can uh, <coughs> could not have to hear the A41. So there we go. So let's go to um Let's go to Hampshire Hornet. Um, let me add him in. So I, I think it's always nice for you to hear me kind of 
fat farming everybody into the uh, into the Hampshire. Are you there with us? Al. We're very good. We're very good. Thank you. Regardless of the uh, of the performance and the result, which is obviously frustrating. Yeah. But, um, never mind. What, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, it was, well, what was your thoughts? Firstly, I was on um, daddy duty tonight with, with uh, mother-in-law not able to babysit. So I ended up having to uh, watch it. And I think sometimes watching it becomes more painful because you see the replays of what you thought you saw Cabaselli do. And then it reaffirms that he's just done what you thought he was going to do. Like Wendover said, like a couple of the things in the first first 10 minutes are just, they're just terrifying. But look, really, firstly, I think I would say that maybe tonight can kind of put to bed some of the comments that where people, you know, saying Rob Edwards, you know, he's out of his depth and so forth. And I think there was a, not, not necessarily disrespectful, but a bit, you know, a bit reactionary on Sunday. And I think, you know, there's a reason we're at five coaches in 12 months. And I've read, I was trying to think about it the other day. I ended up being a bit boring and looking at the stats, but it's literally, we've not had a back-to-back win since April, 2021. So, you know, that's, that's quite, obviously we've had the Premier League in that, but even in the championship, we had that period. So that's one thing. And obviously after this week, we've also, what are we up to now? Probably fourth, fifth interview in the past 12 months where players have basically <laughs> admitted they haven't tried hard enough. So, you know, I think Stoke was uh, an anomaly. I think they were abject rather than us being great. We were just simply, you know, not as bad as them. And, and I think ever since tonight, it's probably been a, a reaffirmation to to, to me and why I, personally I, I don't think we'll be anywhere near the playoffs at the at the end of this season I think we are very much a mid-table team with a smattering of good players and that actually is probably a concern in the fact that where we'll be at that kind of World Cup break I would imagine if we're kind of out of touch there could be a good chance you know those players like Pedro Saar loser all disappear off in in january you know if we're well out of touch and then it's kind of like what you know what are you what are you left with and you know we've got them i think everybody's mentioned it as fundamental problems on the pitch we've got no leaders we've got a a, a lack not a lack of interest but like a, a, a selection of people that have been thrown together and kind of almost look like they don't know what to do or how to take instructions and then got a big losing mentality and a lot of that's kind of compounded obviously by recruitment where you know which everyone are the people who are doing the hiring actually seem to realize we have a problem. And, you know, I think it's interesting. I think what's more interesting is, is for me, you know, I've been quite anti Potso for a little while. Um, maybe not to Ron levels, but you know, it's more comes from, it comes <laughs> more comes from a place of like a serious concern around, like we mentioned yep. identity focus, you know, what's the future for this club? Let's not play platitudes to GT and that. Um, rather than a serious reaction to, to one loss. And I, I put a little post from, on the messaging here, but it's a genuine question is, and it would be interesting thing is at what point does anger and ire that we see on here on Twitter end up kind of transferring into the ground? And is it Norwich come over and they give us a footballing lesson, which they theoretically could do in, in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. or worse being worse, when those lot up the road come over? Don't say that. No, but we all know what happened because, I mean, <laughs> I Nathan Jackie will have yeah. them fired up for it. And does anybody on here really believe that any of our players 
would would be up for a fight. They're, they're just not. They shy away from it. You saw it today. They don't like players in their faces. They don't know what to do. Um, and they say it comes back to that point. There's no leaders. Even even you know even even cleverly, bless him, he tries. To, I still wouldn't put him into that kind of character. You know, that's where you need a Deeney kind of person getting him up for it. And at what point do people actually then? really start fight, you know, firing back at, at Potts. So I don't think Potts is going anywhere, by the way. I don't think he's going to leave, but I think there has to be a a a pressure applied that starts demanding a change for there to be change. I think he's got away for, with things for too long and it's kind of reaching a a bit of a a, 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 a a crescendo in it now and it's where where does it go? But yeah, obviously disappointing tonight. It's it's a game, but that's it. It is just a game. You know, life goes on. And uh, it's just, uh, yeah, anyway, it is what it is. But yeah, just interesting kind of views and whether you think we are going to hit that sort of point where people will start reacting in, in the grounds, really. Well, first of all, great call. But, you know, of, of like, have you all it? Thank you so much for that brilliant stuff. We, we, we've spoken a number of times because, of course, this, this platform has given voice to anybody who wants to speak, no matter what their position, because the idea is that's, Let's just hear from everybody. That's all it is. There's nothing more, yeah, you know, more than that. And and therefore, but and on occasions I have said, what form is the protest going to take? You know, how how are you? You know, if you if you're going to take this into the into the ground, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? You know, we saw on Saturday that um, you know anybody with a with a with a potso out uh, banner didn't get it in on the basis, I believe, of it not having a fire certificate. I you know, uh, yeah, fine, okay. Um, we we, we seems we seems very peculiar. You know, it's also a question of, and I saw something uh, 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 Justin mentioned earlier on about we we, <laughs> we 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 were asked by Andrew along with a number of the kind of you know the media channels and all of that sort of stuff to just kind of. Uh, put what our thoughts were on Rob uh, across to him and he compiled it and put it out. And there was a lot of reaction from people saying, well, we don't need to hear from them. We hear from them all the time or what have you. And, and some were, were, were really quite you know, very negative about people, which was, you know, a shame, but okay, fine. I get it. It makes sense. And one person came out and said, what you want to do is you want to hear from the silent majority. And the problem about the silent majority is that it's invariably silent and it's very hard to get the silent majority to kind of come out and 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 move somewhere and go and say and take something and what has to happen is that if if it's if it's going to reach a a tipping point if you will or a crescendo which was the word you used magnificently there then you need to take that majority with you that's that's not going to just sit back and and take it anymore and agree that that's the case to go forward and mobilise in some way shape or form. Uh, back before the Sunderland game, well, I can't remember what the game was before. Oh, it's Blackburn, and we were talking about you know if we did lose after the Blackburn game against Sunderland, would you boo at the dugout or would you boo at the director's box? And people were sort of split there. But um, as people have said, that tonight tonight's performance, as more probably than the uh, than the than the actual result itself, shows those performances that Rob had, where the where the team was lackluster, where the team was effortless, where the team just didn't really kind of shake a leg or, or kind of kind of match the opposition work rate. Because it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't match the opposition work rate, if they outwork you, they will beat you because you have to match that in order for your superior skill set to do anything. So we will see. We will see. We have Nicholas on the on on the uh, on the line. Nicholas, who I believe I believe you were. 
Well, <laughs> correct me where I go wrong here, but you were up at Stoke with with a a non fire certificated blanket or some some such as well. Uh, t- tell us what happened there, and uh, and then let us know what you thought tonight, sir. Yeah, that's right, Peter. Yeah, I was at Stoke, and um, yeah, I had a hell or high water potto out banner ready to go in, and uh, wasn't allowed <laughs> because of a lack of a fire certificate. So there we go. <laughs> Yeah, that that is that is a wonderful. T- I thought I thought they were going to say something like, "No, we're only going to have clean sheets here," or something <laughs> like that. But no, that would never happen. No. Never mind, sir. Well, well what what do you think? Sorry, mate. And I'm going to let you t- say exactly what you want to do in a second. But after a great call from Hampshire, who asked a question about how does how does the online process move into the ground or into yeah. a level of physicality? What are your thoughts, having gone up there on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, and been uh, and been thwarted in that respect, <laughs> both, both both by a great performance and a great win? In fairness, I hope you had a good time away, but. Um, you know, regardless of, of the thoughts on the regime and what it meant from there, but what are your thoughts tonight on the game, and then what are your thoughts on in terms of uh, move, moving it forward? Yeah, sure. In terms of the protest thing, I think it's it's a very difficult one because for every person who is popped out, you're going to find someone who will turn around into you and say, "Be careful what you wish for." And when I tweeted it last week, I think I had a reply of, "What are you leading a consortium to buy the club?" So <laughs> it, I think it's just that diverse nature where you're not that silent majority will never be the full majority. So mm-hmm. if, I, if I turned around to the upper ground sailor and said, "Dutch free, sort this shit out," or something. Would, for every person who'd clap me, I'd probably have someone who'd say, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. Be grateful for what we have. So until that until that view becomes a majority, it's very difficult to get it into the ground. And I don't know what effect the banners have had, especially when you're 4-0 up. People are like, well, what the hell are you talking about? So it's a very difficult one to do. But it's a great question from Hampshire. I really, I get the point, but it's very difficult to protest. Yeah. You can't if your banners are taken off you. That's well, exactly. the first thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that is really the communication of the club in the, in, in microcosm. It's, you know, keep these sort of people quiet. Don't let them have their view. Don't let their view be kind of, everything's nice, everything's fine. Look, look, we're scoring goals in training. You know, it's, it's not right somehow. I think people, if they genuinely don't want, or they want to protest, they should be able to, really. Yeah. Um, taking banners off isn't going to stop people feeling that way, is it? No, absolutely. And tonight just reaffirms it, doesn't it? I mean, it's did it really go away off the back of a 4 0 win? I mean, I, <laughs> I think it quelled it slightly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... I think I think we're far too easily pleased. And I just think we're, we've got to be strong with it. And yeah, I know, what was it? Hampshire said it's only a game, but it's it's, it's really concerning. This has gone, it's really, we're in a low, aren't we? We're in a malaise. It's like a bottle of milk that's going stale you know and you've got to chuck it out sooner rather than later <laughs> oh everybody that's the kind of metaphor that i come up with well done nicholas well done <laughs> i'm pr- i'm proud of you if i if i had a a, a, a a, a metaphor badge I would be awarding it to you now brilliant milk that's gone off I like that a lot I think I think the thing from Sunday because we had quite a quite a disconcerting spaces um after the game which was kind of everybody going what 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 was that first of all you know kind of wow we didn't expect that and yeah. then it, it was also the fact that everybody was also coming on and saying look one swallow doesn't make a summer there you go there's a, me- there's a metaphor if ever you want um uh, Mike Walsh's take note it's 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 kind of a difficult one to say you didn't want to over enthuse because of the thoughts about it but where I think people liked the look of the Slavin Bilic team on Sunday notwithstanding the quality of the opposition we have to put that in as a caveat was that we weren't putting square pegs in round holes 
all the time. We suddenly we set up in a in what looked like a balanced pattern. We weren't our own kind of worst nightmares by looking, you know, uh, lopsided and top heavy and all over the place. And it seemed to it seemed to work. I think tonight showed the the other side of the coin that that Rob Edwards and in fairness and I really find these were hard hard words to say as you can tell in fairness Roy Hodgson would have found out which is this group of players are very hard to motivate mm. towards towards giving of uh, uh, what Graham Taylor would say giving of their best giving yeah. of their best at all times and making sure that every performance is an opportunity and a chance to to really try to come in and do something and it, you know, we talked a lot about identity here and I think fundamentally at the at the individual human level with players in this squad, and I'm not singling anybody out here, um, that's where that's where we absolutely go wrong, where we fail to have this identity because we don't seem to have players who have the gumption to put in the, the, the work rate, the effort, and the physicality and the commitment week in, week out to, as I can't remember, I think it was like 2020, sometime in 2020, when we last had a back-to-back you know, kind of win. Um, it seems to be, oh, well, we got the result on Sunday. We'll, we'll just have to stroll out here and then everything will look after itself. If you don't outwork the opposition, the being technically better is worth nothing. And tonight we were not technically better. They outworked us and they made the football, you know, uh, play really well. And and Swansea are driving back, or their fans are driving back down the M4, quite rightly, cock a hoop with a, with a, yeah. a fantastic away performance and fair play to them. Yeah, exactly. And I think Rob Edwards is probably having a nice glass of wine tonight thinking, I'm glad I'm out of this crap because we knew, like you said, Peter, what we're going to get is what we've just had within four days, a 4-0 win and a 2-1 home defeat. And like you said about Swansea, Russell Martin was a few games away from the sack, but they've given him time. They're letting him play the football and he's reaping the rewards. And I think I could be a lot more understanding if it was still Rob Edwards in charge. We said, I think I said after Sunderland game, we knew we were going to be inconsistent. You know, you're going to have the Blackburn game followed by that, what was that, 2-2 against Sunderland. So yeah, they would have a lot more credit in the bank if they stuck with him and said, this season, okay, whatever you want to do, get on with it. We were going to have 46 games and you're going to be in charge. So it just shows you you can change the head coach, but that's not the fundamental issue. The fundamental issue is poor recruitment from this board. And until that changes, this is what is going to happen. And until that's that's how I feel. And as I said, I want to speak out. I want to get a banner in, but I don't, at the same time, I don't want it to be divisive. And then all of a sudden, no, you're going to cause disruptions and whatever. You know, it's, it's a really difficult one. No, no, no. I think I think I think you've you've done the right thing, sir. And, and this is certainly a a place, not the only place in any way, shape, or form, to come and do that because it's about having a dialogue. It's not having about. And I know you've had some abuse about it. I know that I know that Greg went over Hall has had some abuse about it being on the other side. There's no need for that. You know what? Different people have different opinions. That's perfectly okay. You don't need to yeah. be upset about the fact that people might disagree with you. People disagree with me all the time. That's mainly because I talk nonsense. But you know what can you do? Nick, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate you coming on. Good call. Roll on, Black, roll on Blackpool and the beach and the amusement. <laughs> Solve the game. Go on. You 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 were one stop away from saying we go again there, and that, that, oh, that, no, the, the world the world would have ended. Excellent, <laughs> Nick. Nick, have a good have a good weekend. Let's see how you go. Cheers, mate. You take care. Right, let's get on. Uh, Duncan, so Duncan, I'm coming to you, sir. We've got a few more people who are looking to join us, which is going to be Dan and Holly, um, and we will be getting you on. But Duncan, sir, thank you very much for waiting so patiently there. I really appreciate it. Incidentally, by the way, we've got uh, we've got Mr. Johnny Phillips listening. So just a quick 
shout out to Johnny because he's he's been uh, interviewed by Carl and Justin on the on the podcast before. Who, if you didn't see, I'm sure everybody has seen it on YouTube. Um, not only is uh, not only is he a, a fine outside broadcaster for, uh, for for Sky TV, but his uh, his piece <laughs> his piece to that goal uh, by a certain Mr. Troy Deeney, the the other commentary of which kind of basically named this podcast, uh, is a thing of joy. And if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. But hello, Johnny, nice to see you. In the meantime, let's go to Dan. Dan, adding you in, sir. Hopefully, you can uh, you can be able to if you hit the mic button at the bottom left and then you should be able to tell us what you're thinking dan even gents how you doing hello so yeah we're all right it's it's football there's ups there's downs the, you know the downs make the ups better that's my philosophy you tell me if i'm wrong so how are you yeah doing? good thank you i, te- I tend to st- uh to stay away from these sort of things I, i've not actually spoken on twitter space before but uh I, well, welcome, uh, welcome. I do, I do listen every week when I when I can. So, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just I try and look at the situation objectively if I can. Obviously, good man. Without saying tonight's performance wasn't good enough, um, well below par. But I've I've heard people this evening talk about things like identity, um, and I just want to touch on three things. Which, if I'm trying to look at things objectively, these are the three areas which currently I think that we. Uh, that we fall short on. So we've okay. we've talked for a number of weeks about the culture uh, being wrong at True. the club. Um, I think actually the culture's not wrong. There just is no culture. Um, I think in the summer we brought in a up and coming manager who had potential, and we we kind of brought into this long term aspect and. If the head coach is going to be the one that's responsible and accountable, which is quite clear, um, is the case obviously with Rob going, then mm-hmm. we need to make sure we, as a club, create an, a blueprint for what our culture is, which then naturally feeds into that identity. Because I don't know what we stand for as a club. I don't know what the team stands for, systems of play, patterns of play. You know, we talked, many people have mentioned that tonight. But I think the the biggest thing for me is this community aspect. And when I talk about community, I don't mean the, the work that we do in the community. I mean mm-hmm. us as fans, as a community, together. And I think the situation at the moment feels a little bit like when you're in a relationship and your girlfriend's cheated on you. And you kind of give her a second chance, but it's still there's still lots of uh, lots of tension. And I think until we hear very solid messages from those that make the decisions about what the strategy is going forward, what direction we're going in, how are we going to get over this recent pickup? We're not going to move, we're not going to move forward because there's going to be fans that are divided. We're going to have infighting. And actually, the the whole objective of promotion will not happen this season. Superb stuff. Superb stuff, sir. Dan, Dan, that that, that was point one of, of three, I believe. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I rolled the, him into the, I rolled the, him no, into one. Well, no, you did it beautifully. Thank you. Well, first of all, welcome, and you please come back and say whatever you want to say whenever you want to say it again. Because as a as a debut goes, that's hard to beat. That was lovely stuff. I agree with you entirely about the culture piece and if you remember when when we appointed rob the word culture was used 
like it was going out of fashion because this was what he was looking to do. He was trying to create a culture where a positive and you know what they can do and go and positively affect things and, and really use the culture or to create a culture that was then going to help drive everything forward. Now, culture, it, it, it's a funny old thing. And sorry, I used to work in, in, in kind of the HR kind of space around this sort of organizational cultures and stuff as well. So it's a bit of a, a hot topic with me is the fact that even when even when a culture is there, you've got to work hard to protect it. And it's got, to, it's got to underpin the values. And as you say, the question is, what do we stand for? What do we stand for at the moment? There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a contrast, there's a quandary between what historically the club has stood for and we still do a lot of good things, as you say, in the community. But what do we at heart represent as, as a club in, in, its, in its own essence? Sorry, Dan, go on, mate. I think, you know, if we look at the first, say, six, seven years of the ownership and the players that were coming through, you really felt like they brought into what we were about, you know, the the Abdis, the Vidras. And we all remember the promotion season at the pond and in the, you know, they're in the town and stuff like that. And, and at the time, even even in the FA Cup semi-final, we felt there was a togetherness. They We felt as if they were with us. Um, and I don't, I don't get to games as much as I, I used to uh, these days, but I don't feel that connection. I just don't feel that. I think a lot of people have found that that very that very difficult to to come by um, in, in terms of getting an identity and a connection to the team because there isn't a set way of playing. There isn't us going and imposing ourselves on a on on a game in terms of saying, "Ah, oh, right, we know what we're doing here, and this is where we're going to go through." You've had so many transitory movements of players. But for, for me, along with along with the word culture, there was a word that when the Potsos came in 10 years ago, a lot of fans got up in arms about, which was the use of the word project. Because they said they came in and they said, look, we've got this project. We are here. We want to go there. And our plan to get from here to there is a project. Nobody talks about the project anymore. There isn't a sense of direction. There isn't a sense of this is where we're going to go. We, we seem to be wallowing in a kind of what would be called, sorry, flowery word alert here, but post-target achievement syndrome, which is once you've actually done something, it's much harder to repeat it and do it again because the sense of, well, we've done it already is almost overpowering and you end up with this kind of apathy stepping into it. And I think, and I'm talking about the management level. I'm not talking even about the players here in terms of deciding this is the direction we're going in. This is, this is the journey. This is the project. This is what we want to do. And the, the difficulty has been this season, we've seen what people have surmised. And I've been one of them that looks, feels like a fracture, a fracturing at the top of the club where it appears by uh, you know, the process that, Scott Duxbury seems to have been the one who drove the Rob Edwards appointment and the appointment with things. And resisting that was, was Gino Pozzo, or so says the clever money. And the, the, the problem has been that he's basically been allowed, been given enough rope to hang himself, basically. Um, and then Gino's gone, no, that's not the way to do it. We'll go back to the old way. And I spoke after the uh, the, the other game recently about saying, well, Gino Pozzo is he's looking at a whole different set of data. He's looking at all of the games played at Udinese over 36 years. He's looking at six years worth of Granada and he's looking at 10 years worth of us. And therefore he looks at the two relegations as outliers. But what happened in the middle of that was a pandemic, which is also, and, and, and I appreciate you can't blame everything on the pandemic, but it is another variable whereby people who did get to games regularly, habitually, those habits got broken during the pandemic. I people think was, I think if it wasn't for the pandemic, 
we we would have stayed up. I I firmly believe that under Nigel Pearson, the momentum that we had after that, I think COVID really was the nail in the coffin for that season for many different reasons. I think it was, but I, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. What I meant was the fact that it's really difficult for people to re-engage, to commit to things that, that they had done, that they suddenly stopped doing for a year or so, to suddenly say, no, that's what I'm doing. I go to football. That's something that I do. And it's not even a, it's not even a choice. It's a commitment. It's something that people, and I think now people find that far harder to justify necessarily all the time as well. And in the middle of all of that, we have absolutely lost our identity. We've lost our culture. We've, we know, we no longer have that direction or the project. I think it's all linked. So Dan, fantastic call, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Mate, I really appreciate it. And the fact that, you know, I, I, I get the fact that, you know, in terms of saying, I, I try to avoid this kind of thing. I get it. The fact that you've called in is wonderful. Duncan, sir, if you hit your mic button, we should hopefully be able to get you in this time. Uh, your mic button there. This is looking hopeful. Duncan, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Hello. Yes, we triumph <laughs> over technology. Marvellous. So, I'm so pleased. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, not bad, considering uh, what I just watched. Um, <laughs> Go on, mate. <laughs> it was, uh, um, I mean, it, it's it's funny, actually. It's, it, I, I'm first-time uh, caller as well. Welcome. And, um, and uh, a long-time lurker and listener. And um, the... Lur- Lurkers. <laughs> I love the lurkers. The lurkers are my favourites, I'm just saying. I think I think the conversation that you just had about the project is very, very, very interesting because when, you know, I grew up in the sort of GT era, and of course we had that wonderful Terry, was it Terry Chalice poster? Yes, yes. With, uh, with, with um, John on the back of the Hornet riding towards Wembley and the Liverbird and Europe. We all knew that was the direction the club, you know, rather fancifully wanted to go in. And of course they got there under GT and then, you know, um, when they when the when 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 they came in, uh, the positive came in and had a project. We achieved some of what they wanted to do, and then the next stage of the project was let's move on and kick on to Europe. And of course, that didn't really happen. And now it it, it just no one really knows what we stand for. Yeah, it all feels a bit rudderless, doesn't it? Exactly. There's no direction. And the interesting thing is uh, with the Twitter spaces in terms of um, the the sort of I found that. In the Twitter spaces, there seems to be moreover a leaning towards the sort of pozo, dis- disquiet with the pozo management and, and the way that the club is being run recently. Um, but on some of the other social media things, I mean, I posted recently in one of the Facebook groups a, a poll asking, um, you know, who who's pozo in, who's pozo out, who's ducks free in, who's ducks free out. And there are 650 roughly responses. Only 10% were pozo out. 34% were Pozzo in and 15% were careful what you wish for. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, I like that. That's, that's, that's like the, the, the Uncle Ted protest, isn't it? Of careful yeah. now. <laughs> Steady on. Down Steady. with this sort of thing. Excellent. Exactly. Up with, we will not put. Um, yeah. It's, so, it's, 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 so, so it's interesting. It's not even in, it's not even, it's not even consistent among, among social media. So I don't think, I don't know if there is a majority. I mean, I, there is on the Twitter spaces. I definitely get that feels from from the like of Uncle Ron and et cetera, et cetera. And it's very interesting. Um, but on the other social media, you, you you get shut. I mean, I got shut down. I got told that I couldn't. I even you know, I was I was um, outrageous for even asking the question. Yeah, I didn't put my point of view forward. I just said, "What does everyone think?" Um, and it, you know, it, it 
it's got a bit silly. It's got a bit toxic amongst the fan base, and there's no project. And it's it, we do rudderless is the word. No, absolutely. And I think I think it's um, we had Sam on earlier on Sam Uko, who yes. who had you know who was you know connected or ha- has had some connections with the club. In fact, he was one of the groups who interviewed Rob in the first. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, first I saw the on. interview, and they went to the um, the, the the fans forum, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. And, and, and when it came to you know the closing or the starting to close of the window. He put it beautifully. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm cautiously concerned. Yes. You know, it was like I can see that we. I really wish we'd have done it by now. I'm really starting to get. You know, people can realise that this debate isn't black and white. It's shades of grey. There are people in the middle, and we talked about silent majority and all of that sort of stuff. But there are some people who, you know, will will talk about things. You mentioned obviously on the on the spaces. We've always tried to make this as much about anything as oh, what's absolutely. Your, what, what's your yeah. thoughts? What do you want to say? And yeah. we've and we we've been resistant when we've been asked to uh, have, for example, Uncle Ron, you know, oh, ban him. Show and down and we went you know at the risk of our no. sort of, we said no what's the point what's the point of having a barometer which is a fan's voice if you go no we're only going to listen to the people we agree with and we end up with an echo chamber it doesn't absolutely do, it, it doesn't the debate is healthy yeah. the thing is we see we said you know it's a conversation and also nuancing you know nuance and subtlety goes out of the window when it comes to social media let's be honest especially with the written word <laughs> and then uh, you know some people do struggle with the written word judging by some of the posts i've seen but um you know, it's it, 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 there's no nuance, there's no subtlety, and and, and actually, you know, it's, it's fine to change your mind. I mean, I, I was a pozo in for a very long time. It's only recently, I think, you know, I'm veering the other way. Um, but what I don't like about the club at the moment is the culture, the murky goings on, Mogi Bayat. I don't like any of that stuff. That yeah. is just that is not the club that I grew up supporting. That's not the club I fell in love with. It's not the you know not to bang on about GT, but that's not the values that he had that's not Watford no absolutely when you talk about banging on about GT trust me um, I'm I'm beating you about 801 (laughs) so that's that's fine no I I agree and I also appreciate for those people who are uh, younger and who don't reference that that sometimes when you go Graham Taylor, and you can almost you. Yeah, you can hear if, the groans. If, if it was me, the shoulders would slump, and it would go. Oh, for Christ's sake! Can we just talk about Troy Deeney for a minute? You know, I, <laughs> I, I, I get that, and and that's absolutely reasonable and fair. But it's also a lot of, but not exclusively, a lot of the younger people who were also saying, "Well, hold on, we also don't remember the 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 nineties before the second Graham Taylor era or two thousand and four. So yeah. why why have we got to be only hung up on what happened in the in the in the mid eighties, but but we've got to ignore everything else. Why shouldn't we like move on from where we are? Why couldn't we go? And that's that's you know, where I think they've got an absolute point. Is that that project, that direction, that what's yeah. the target? What are we aiming for? Uh, and and it's really difficult when you get Scott coming out and saying one thing and trying to talk to um, a, a, a friend of the pod and friend of all of the, the social media guys, Andrew French at the Watford Observer. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. He's done a great job of opening up at, least, at, least, at least the communication channels. We, we, could, we can argue whether or not we believe the answers, but that was always his point. At least you can get to argue with the answers. But... If he's saying one thing and then the actions of Gino Pozzo do another, the onus does go back to Gino or the organization that Gino, you know, that is it's somebody that speaks directly for Gino, not contrary to him, to say, this is what we are doing, this is what we're aiming for. Because if he doesn't, the void gets filled by other voices. 
Um, and, and, and that's the case. But you're right, sir. You're right to ask the question. It will always be uh, be, be protected here. And <laughs> oh, guys, guys, we've had a couple of brilliant, brilliant couple of debut calls. Please don't call in again. Please don't be yeah, afraid. Yeah, no worries. Lovely Thanks. to have you on, and 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 also always a pleasure to hear somebody who's been the lurker because it's, it's, it's not, well, no, it, was, it was more because I someone said about the silent majority and, and I, I just thought well I, I did this poll the other day and and I was I was surprised at the results um you know as I said 35 percent yeah the vast majority of the poll you know in terms of if it was if it was an election it would have been uh you know it would have been a, a landslide and it's interesting because we put out a poll. I think I think I think Justin did it because Justin looks after about eighty to ninety percent of our social media because he does it so well. And he put out a poll. I think it might have been after the Blackburn game or whenever it was. But the timing that you put the poll out is is absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And we said, well, let's put that out after we win next. I, I, he's been away on holiday, so we haven't done it yet. He's only he only flew back today, hurrying yeah. to get to the game. Oh boy, was that a good decision? Never mind, <laughs> never mind. Duncan, sir, real thanks. Pleasure. Thank you. Mate. Cheers. Look forward to hearing from you again, and please feel free to to lurk wherever you do wish. Holly, Holly, we've been mate, we've been keeping you waiting for so long. Uh, what what would you like to what would you like to put forward? Yeah, good good evening everyone and uh yeah another another twitter space debut so that's the hat trick for you this is brilliant Uh, stuff i feel like i've actually done something and all it is other people (laughs) have gone so i i i think dan and uh duncan have uh stolen my thunder because the word is culture and culture does start at the top and culture then feeds through and down in any business in any company in any sports team and unless you get the culture right at the top you're never going to get motivated individuals. How many Watford players tonight, head will hit the pillow and they'll have a sleepless night about the defeat? Maybe one or two. Because they know deep down that the culture is toxic from the top down. They know what interference goes on at the training grounds with Jaretta telling them what to eat, you know, Rob Edwards had no control over their uh, training, their sports science. There was no psychologist. Sometimes they were overtrained against his wishes. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a lot of fundamentally th- wrong things going on. You know, why did cleverly Econ, Cathcart, and Goslin go with Rob Edwards to see Duxbury and uh, and Pozzo to get rid of Giretta? You know, it, it's a mess. And and the power struggle has happened. And so I was very disappointed to see Duxbury there tonight. But maybe the million pound a year salary is what's keeping him engaged. But any person of any ethics would have walked away at the point they were totally undermined. Definitely the Pearson, the Rob Edwards appointments were driven by Scott Duxbury, whereas Gino always prefers uh, a foreign manager. Mm-hmm. But like with Slavisha Djokanovic, like with Nigel Pearson, the minute they are showing signs of success and they ask for more control, they get kicked out. And unfortunately, the model's not going to change. The culture's toxic. And that's the re- the end result is what you see on the pitch. And I fear for Bilic because I don't think he'll make Christmas because Pozzo now wants investment in the club or to sell the club and and it's basically bloody worthless unless we get back up. And so 
any of his conversations with alleged American investors, Mexican investors, uh-huh. Chinese investors are on hold until March, April, until we know which division we're going to be in. Yeah. Um, and it's about money. Gino Pozzo is about money, money, money. There's a big reason he hasn't invested in defenders because if defenders do not get you a return on your investment. You know, other forwards, midfielders, players from Colombia, it is all about money and making him money and this seedy network of all these companies that are intertwined with Hornets investments and the Mogi Bayats, the Rafael Rivas. It's it's incestuous, it's immoral. And if Mogi Bayat goes down and they all go down, I will very happily take 30-point deduction, end up in the National League or League Two, we'll come back. The fans are the most important thing. Let's get our morals back. Let's get our culture back. Because it's not the Watford that I have supported for 45 years it's it's unrecognisable, and and the commitment, the passion, the enthusiasm I once had has sadly dwindled away. Dan Duncan Paul, I think it is Paul Holly, isn't it? It is, yes, yeah, it Paul. Is Paul. Yeah. I, 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 I could keep, I could call you Holly then, but it just felt wrong. Paul, Paul. Super yes. Again, exactly as we've had there. It is about this difference is that people have in opinions and an opportunity to say, this is how I feel about the club at this moment in time. Obviously the result that we've, that we've, we've had has disappointed a number of people, but the last three callers have actually just nailed the overarching issues at the club, regardless of, of the, the performance tonight, or indeed the performance and the result on Sunday. It's about what we want our club to stand for and what we want our club to yeah. to represent. And there are lots of people. I remember going on something on uh, on uh, Taylor Made Army Pidge, who does uh, who does a lot of stuff on on YouTube and uh, and Twitter on Facebook, and really doesn't get enough people watching. So if you get a chance, do do try and give him a listen. I went I went on once and I was sitting there talking about things, and I think I think the particular soapbox I was dying on that day was um, I, I said I wanted somebody like Nigel Gibbs being brought back in, somebody who knew the club for all the reasons that you just mentioned about and somebody who could be a mentor and somebody, and somebody and I don't know who it was, somebody came back and said, um, no, what we don't want is, uh, is, is, is somebody the age of the members of Pink Floyd telling us what we want our club to do. I just want a decent team that will turn up and play on Saturday. And that's as right an opinion as, as anything that we say. But the point about these last three callers have been around that there's, there's, a, there's a rudderlessness about what we're looking yep. at here, which we would really and dearly love to correct because we know what it can do for the community when it's going in in, in a direction. Sorry, Paul, mate, you were going to say something there. Yeah, no, I was just going to, I was going to say, this This has been ongoing, highlighted, uh, you know, at the FA Cup final when we reached the pivotal point. And that was the point to invest. You, you can just see the general decline. And I, for the first time in 40-odd years, I didn't renew my season ticket this year. And for people that know me, they know where I sit and how connected I've been in the mm-hmm. past. But I just can't buy into it anymore. And, you know, I've spoken to Duxbury in the past, and he has been desperate to get Gino in the press and get him out of fans for him. And, but the guy's, the guy's not connected. When he goes, when he retires or... In 30 years' time, he's not going to sit there and go, "Oh, I really miss the people of Watford." He, he couldn't give it. He couldn't give two hoots as long as, as long as it's making him money, and and that that kind of says it all. There's no connection, so that's why there's no press interviews, etc. And with regards to the fan base, 
the fans are very fickle in the main. And, you know, one 4-0 win at Stoke will get everyone onside. Tonight, it'll get people offside. But Watford fans are tame. There, there's probably 10%, back to that guy's poll, that would be quite vocal and vociferous. But the majority just turn up, watch the game. It's probably not even their main core interest. And, you know, they're probably first team is probably some other big team, but they don't go there. They come to Watford because of their kids. That is the vast majority. So they don't even care, have any interest about the Mogi Bayats, what goes on off the pitch. It has no interest to them. Therefore, they won't get passionate. And I can tell you now, anybody, if I'd stood up tonight and shouted into the director's box and I was very, very close, I would get banned. And I know people that have been threatened that they'll get banned. The stewards were on red alert. There was a couple of people that shouted into the director's box tonight and the stewards were looking at them. And I bet you they'll get a warning letter. Uh, likewise with any banners, because they know they just, uh, you know, get hold of a couple of people that are vociferous and it will send a message out to the rest to, to, to not to happen. I spoke to Roy Moore after the game as I was uh, walking out down that end of the ground and they're not going to do anything because they know if they make any kind of protest, they'll lose all their rights. So actually, because we've got a tame fan base, they've got they're basically unchallenged and untouchable. So any talk of any process is just is just nonsense because it just won't happen, uh, and therefore they'll just continue to run it. It's their it's their uh, train set, and they'll run it, and Gino will run it the way he wants. Guys, Dan, Duncan. Paul, thank you so much, my guys. Really, really appreciate it. Differences in position and thoughts and opinion, but an overarching concern that comes somewhere from that continuum there. And the three debut calls were just absolutely superb. We're not going to take any more calls. I'm just going to quickly go through some five-word reviews because there's some funny ones and the beauties, and also some of the comments, which I haven't mentioned there tonight. But thank you so much as ever to everybody who's listened and everybody who has contributed. Um, Aiden, Aiden WFC, who uh, last year under, under Roy Hodgson had some... Uh, had some real, real doozy five-match reviews, has returned to form with shit, 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 and shit, which I think was quite nice. I think utter, 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 utter shit was his highlight last year. He's trying to beat that. Uh, Louis Teixeira, hey, Louis, conceded after a restart again. It does seem to be a, a, a very prevalent thing. Peter Ryan, I love this. Evolution, HDTV, communications, and performance. You have to have been around for a few years to know that. Nice one, Peter. I like that one. In James, does anyone really care anymore? Well, yeah, I, th- I you know, I, I think every, I think people do. I mean, you just heard there from Paul, who said, you know, I've given up my season ticket. It's not because he doesn't care. It's probably because he cares too much and it, it hurts too much to feel you know what he doesn't see as as being connected uh you know again uh ryan south hi ryan hope you're a good mate uh christian cabaselli is the captain yeah that kind of says it a lot we mentioned about having leaders on the pitch and one of the things i've said about our center backs and one of the callers um earlier on said about you know they don't they don't really look to buy or invest heavily in in defenders because they're not going to make the money on that. And and for me, that means that what you end up with is a, is a lot of beta level of players, people who are passive rather than assertive. And what you need is somebody who's going to go and take charge. And Christian Cabaselli being the captain is probably an opportunity to, to show that. Watford Focus there uh, says, poopy doopy 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 doo. 
which I think he's just doing that to make me say that. Cheers, Aid. Uh, Charlie, maybe it's not the gaffer. Uh, Dan, anti-protest fans get come up and uh, Watford FC Sweden, different managers, same issues, repeat. Hampshire Hornet said, uh, <coughs> Stoke a blip and natural order restored. Six words there, Hampshire. What are you doing? Honestly, you think I've got all night? Will Gasper, no relation, obviously said, good seeing Pollock and Morris. Well done, Will. I like that. That was a good positive. I do like to see some balance on it. Uh, Frederick Gustafsson said, defence and midfield, always shit. That's 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 up there. I like that one quite a lot. Paul Turner, this proved Gino's the problem. Alex King says, Wednesday drinking acceptable after that. Ian the Hornet said, I'm getting pissed off with our football club. I like Ian. He gets straight to the point, but has no idea about what five words should be. Well done, Ian. I like the work. Um, Gary, glad I was at work. Well, that was fucking dreadful, says. Uh, GD7SZN. Nick Lansing says, our problems aren't all solved. That's very true. They're not. K-Man, after uh, another disappointing home performance and so on, you get the idea. Let's have a quick scoot through the uh, through some of the messages and then we will uh, then we will say goodnight to you guys at the stop. Uh, Natasha Wright, the queen of uh, a five-word review, says, based on this performance, I'm somewhat concerned how we will fare against Norwich and Luton. Vicarage Road should be a fortress with a team that puts fear into the visitors not a playground for away teams to bully us into submission. If you're not applauding, I am. That's superb. Well said. Uh, Wendover Horn says, uh, Wendover Horn? Wendover Horn. Hi, Greg. Sorry, mate. Says, uh, says Paul, fabulous, cool, mate. So uh, he liked that one. Holly 68 there. Um, Gary. Hello, Gary. How are you doing, sir? That's, that's Gary Wilson. Was working this evening, so didn't watch the game. I'm assuming we weren't very good. Yeah, you could say that. Louis says on the uh, on the longer term, says, uh, extremely poor today, outplayed by an incredibly organised and streetwise Swansea side. Evident the squad depth is nowhere near good enough, but who didn't know that before tonight? Many poor performances. Very similar to, to West Brom away. I agree with that completely, but they put the ball in the net. Roll on seaside away. There you go. There's nothing that, that, a, that a performance won't, won't see us at least kind of uh, say sod it we've got Blackpool coming at the weekend let's see what we can do there Wendover Horn also mentioned although my point of view is moving completely the other way fed up and embarrassed that I was previously such a porter, supporter of the ownership I'll swap the crappy 90s for this lot at least we had players who cared um and so on and so forth let's have a look just have a quick look. oh Oz hello Oz how are you hope you're well uh we should have we should just have first time callers oh there you go Dan Duncan, Paul, you, you, we should just have first-time callers. But that would exclude you, Oz, because you've called before, Oz. We'd like to hear from you next time, mate. That would be really good. Um, Cohn said, Phil, the midfield are being criticised a bit much considering both wingers weren't interested in trying to win the ball back. Both them, uh, both those two charged around trying to retain possession. Fair play. Nice balance on that. Thank you very much for that, uh, 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 Cone. That's great stuff. Verwood Hornet said, uh, oh, he, he's, he was after Chris Stark to come on and have his say. Sorry, Verwood, I, I missed that. Um, and if you're still there, Chris, hello, sir. Hope you're well. Uh, hope the, uh, hope the, hope the, uh, the, the move away from Radio 1 is, uh, is going positively for you. So, so the, uh, <laughs> watched all of the, uh, the farewells from you and Scott. Very emotional stuff. Um, Sar and Sierra Alta need to be talked about. Uh, both play terrible, but get away with being fan favourites. Watch most of those five back games um, and see how much Sierra Alta left the central role leading to the concession of goals. Interesting. Let's go and have a look at those uh, those those particular goals that we've been conceded. Uh, Aaron, hello, Aaron. Hope you're well, mate. Uh, agree with Paul on the fans. Uh, we've been really flat recently, just like the football being played. Well, I know that, uh, you know, it, uh, obviously the Roy is... 
is is known as much for the bunker as he is for the 1881. Uh, you know, in terms of the singing and the chanting. So uh, you know, obviously a, a shout went out earlier on. I think uh, that he wasn't able to get to the, the 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 bunker to open up in time, and so he's really looking for some volunteers to help uh, do that, and obviously also help try to to get that atmosphere you know going back again. That would be that would be something. Wow, guys, thank you ever so much for everybody who has called in, everybody who has listened, and everybody who has provided, uh, you know, kind of messages, because there's more that I haven't read. So please go to the, the Twitter messages and read through those and the five-word reviews. We mentioned earlier on about, you know, we'd done something and somebody had said, well, you know, what about the silent majority? What we wanted to try to do with this was, yes, people, some people will want to come on and talk and others won't, but we want everybody to have a chance to have their say, whatever it is, be it in short form in the five-word reviews or here on the messages or however you want to just to just to kind of chat to the group in whichever way you do so that we can hopefully hear from whatever people are saying and we we saw one there who said actually i think the midfielders are, are getting a bit of stick that you know i think i'm going to stick up for them fair play that's a that's 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 what we're here to to hear whether or not we agree with it that's down to everybody individually but when we talk about community and sorry to bang on this one again the community is still here we are still the community. You've heard from people who have been, you know, Paul there who said, you know, after 45 years, I can't do that. I can't. You're still part of the community. You're still part of the club. We are still the club, no matter what. And that doesn't matter whether or not we won 4-0 on Sunday or we lost 2-1 tonight. That is still the case. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, the, these Twitter spaces uh, only become one way if they are already pre determined what they stand for or what the message is and that's not what this one's going to be this is we're always going to do it after a game we did one after the after rob was uh, was let go uh we don't just kind of spin them up and just kind of talk about nothing we, we try to we try to have it but we what we want to hear is from you guys this community is is, is what we're here to hopefully uh kind of hope hopefully serve rather than represent i think i should say really lots of issues lots of talk around culture lots of disconnects we know all of this we knew that already, as Louis mentioned earlier on. We knew about the shortfalls, but we played Blackpool, and we'll see whether or not, in the small amount of time that uh, that the village is going to have with them between now and Saturday, which is going to basically be a recovery session and then travel to Blackpool, I would suggest that he can get something of a tune out of them before we face the Seasiders. Thank you once again to everybody who's called in, um, as ever. Do follow us on Twitter, um, as you do, because you're listening to this. That was a stupid comment, wasn't it, even to me? <laughs> but also uh, on, on YouTube, you will see that uh, Carl, who is now back with us, um, and thank you once again to everybody who, who offered condolences to his recent bereavement. He's now back with us. There was a, uh, a, a video put out of the Stoke game. I don't know. I imagine there may be one out tomorrow for this. We'll put this app out as a uh, uh, as a as a podcast as well. So that should be out for you for the morning sometime. So uh, guys, have a good evening as much as uh, much of it is left. We lick our wounds. We go again to Blackpool. We'll see you soon. See you after Blackpool. Come on, you horns. Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go, your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.